Holly. Welcome to episode 71 of Welcome to Primetime. I think Some, it's 71. I should probably like know that. that. Yeah, you should probably know that. <laughs> You're our know that guy, so. I am. Hang on, mm. let me check. No, I'm just kidding. It's 71. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have a cool episode planned for you guys today. We're going to talk about some movies that we watched um, in the last, I guess, two weeks since we did the last episode. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about our favorite summer movies, movies that make us feel like it's summer, movies that we associate with summer, whatever reason. If, mm-hmm. if it reminds us of summer, we, we think of summer and we like the movie, then it'll probably be on our list. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what you have on um, your list, even though yeah. you asked me what mine was already. And so I've ruined my list for you. So. That's okay. I just, I just wanted to, I mean, it was okay. I wasn't paying attention anyway. It, it was just like a main, mainly like a mental note thing, just to make sure we didn't have some crossover or anything like that. So. No, that's the most entertaining is when we have the exact same list. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have some pretty interesting picks. Yeah, we'll see. I doubt it, but yeah. Yeah. wow, <laughs> that's joking. where this is going. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah. So we we saw um, definitely a um, an interesting trio of movies in the theater over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first of those being uh, the the Bob's Burgers movie, which was um, was was pretty great. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I loved um, it <laughs> so much. Um, yeah, it was just like a fun, lighthearted time at the movies. And I, I mean, I think if you're into the show, uh, like at all, then I think that you'll appreciate the movie because it just felt like an hour and a half long episode of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, with like all the characters and like all the ridiculous singing and. The like kind of stupid but also witty jokes that you know makes Bob's Burgers what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I loved it. <laughs> it was um basically like there is somewhat of a plot. I, I kind of wasn't I wasn't really like thinking, oh man, I'm gonna really enjoy this plot of the Bob's Burgers. Yeah, movie. but like it was actually pretty decent. Like it was it was pretty twisty. Yeah, for, yeah, and it's like basically the um there's this like there's a sinkhole in front of the restaurant and then the kids discover that there's bones underneath uh or like kind of buried in this sinkhole um and then they discover kind of like that the landlord possibly had something to do with it Mm -hmm. and that they need to prove that he's innocent so that they don't lose the restaurant and their home Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the plot so it's actually got like a decent plot like i was just kind of thinking it was going to be like 100% 100% goofy the whole time, which would have been fine, but yeah. it actually had like a story. So Yeah. There were parts where I was like, dang, this is really intense <laughs> for Bob's Burgers. Yeah, especially, yeah, exactly for a Bob's Burgers movie. So, but yeah, it's like the same writers and like cast and crew and everything. And so, yeah, you could tell they had a lot of fun making this mm-hmm. super colorful and yeah, the just, animation is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I haven't it's, seen a 2D <laughs> animation movie since my childhood. So <laughs> it was like, um, Definitely. I mean, it was like the same animation style, but it was a lot more polished for theaters and stuff. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So um, yeah. So we saw Bob's Burgers movie. We saw um, Alex Garland's new film, Men, mm-hmm. which was quite the experience. It was a thing <laughs> that we watched. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what? I mean, we didn't really talk about it a whole lot. I feel like we left the theater and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah we just started laughing because <laughs> we just like, <laughs> like looked at each other we didn't talk we didn't say a word to each other walking out of the theater and then finally we just looked at each other and started laughing like yep we watched that we watched that mm-hmm. so it wasn't that it was a bad movie um no it's just it was really intense and went to a lot of places i didn't think it was gonna go yeah it was just bizarre 
Yeah. yeah. So um, if you're if you're not familiar, Alex Garland, um, he does uh, he he's done um, Annihilation and he did Ex Machina and this is his newest A twenty four film. Um, and it's basically there's the our main character. Her name is Harper, and she is kind of going to this like English countryside, like what do you call it, like a manor kind of thing. It's like yeah. this giant house. Yeah, and, it's an old manor. Uh, mm-hmm. Something has happened to her and her. Um, did they explicitly say it was her yeah, husband? Yeah, it's her husband. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was, you know, we kind of learned as the movie goes on that he was like verbally abusive, physically abusive, mentally abusive. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason that she's at this countryside manor. And then there's this person or thing or something from the woods that's nearby that keeps coming to her mm-hmm. house and she's seeing it outside the window and she like reports it to the police and obviously the police are like oh that's just this harmless you know weird naked guy that's been showing up to your house Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah but it's you know i don't think he's harmless it's making me really uncomfortable and they're just super dismissive of her and then um it just becomes this weird like twisty waking nightmare of a bizarre (laughs) bonkers movie um that goes into some really really weird like sci-fi horror like body horror type david cronenberg-esque stuff yeah (laughs) that's the best way i know how to describe it it's like yeah you think you know what you're getting into and then it's just like nope you don't you don't have any idea yeah you know (laughs) there's a lot of um religious undertones to it um it's not a secret that they use kind of like the app apple and forbidden fruit that's in the that's in the trailer so i feel like i can say that yeah i mean the a24 yeah. logo is in apples yeah in the in the trailer mm-hmm. and even in the trailer the the landlord's like oh forbidden fruit mm-hmm. mustn't mustn't eat that <laughs> yeah but i think like at its core kind of what i took away is like how um yeah i mean it, it's it, it didn't feel like a shot at somebody being a man but it was all it was about like toxic masculinity is is sort of like i think one thing that it's about and just how like uh, it is about that and about abuse and about how it affects like survivors of of abuse whether domestic or otherwise um is kind of what i took away from it what did you i feel like it was a really good um movie adaption of the female experience in a lot of cases as far as like um abuse or you know uh, harassment goes uh, just because of the downplaying of the things that are happening to her. Mm-hmm. Like in the trailer, she's like, this man is following me and I know it. And they make her seem kind of hysterical. And the cop, this, this part's in the trailer also. He says, um, she's like, I saw him. He was following me. And he's like, how do I know he did? He saw you. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's just like a, a movie adaption of like the female experience in the modern day. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's okay. kind of how I would sum it up. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely worth seeing. Just mm-hmm. be prepared for like really weird, crazy, yeah. off the wall stuff because it starts off like a semi normal movie and then it just goes completely off the rails like about three quarters of the way through. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that uh, it's a fun watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a well made movie and I liked it and I would probably watch it again. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that it's like, oh man, that was a really fun movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it was, you know, good. It it was intense. Yeah. Um, And it deals with some heavy topics. So trigger warning. Yeah. (laughs) 
And um, yeah, so <laughs> we said we, talk, we watched a really weird trio of movies and we did. So Bob's Burgers, Men, and then last but certainly not least, we saw we finally saw the new Doctor Strange in the mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, which was directed by Sam Raimi. And uh, which if you are familiar with Sam Raimi, uh, you'll be able to definitely tell that he directed this movie. Yeah, <laughs> there's lot there's lots of Evil Dead homages and references mm-hmm. uh, sprinkled throughout this one, and uh, Bruce Campbell has a little cameo in it as well, which several is several cool. cameos, yeah, yeah, and so that was that was really fun. Um, but yeah, as far as like the direction of the MCU and the direction of this movie, I really enjoyed it a lot. I know there's some people who are like, it, it kind of seems like it's either people love this one or they hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've read like my sister was telling me that there's people online that were like this movie like um, Mess me messed up. me up and I was like eh, yeah. it's like it's a PG thirteen Marvel movie like it's it's not that bad yeah it really uh, yeah like at all mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I feel like even for people who don't like horror it's not even there's, that disturbing yeah, at there's all like, horror, oh, like overtones it's not like it's 100 horror like it definitely leans more into horror but so the, the first doctor strange which was you know directed by scott derrickson who did sinister um and the and uh uh what's the other one devil something something devil no <laughs> um the, the one about the cops i can't remember it but anyway oh uh, uh delivers from evil yes yes sorry i was said devil because the the way that, it, that it's written out delivers from evil looks like it spells devil yeah uh, on the cover so that del- i got it confused deliver us from evil is about the military um guy who comes back and he's possessed right yeah, yeah. there's like two, two cops who start investigating it yeah anyway, scott mm-hmm. derrickson was my point so deliver us from evil scott derrickson directed that he also directed the sinister and then he went on to direct the first doctor strange mm-hmm. so doctor strange has like in the mcu like in, in those two in his two movies standalone movies has always kind of been rooted yeah he's dark yeah Yeah. it's dark uh, it's kind of like like, it deals with like magic and mysticism and like yeah it's like dc's it's like marvel's version of constantine Hmm, yeah yeah if you can think about it that way i mean even like the the like symbols that come out of his hands it's like constantine yeah yeah so it's yeah i mean like i i feel like it's it's always kind of been like a little darker than like you know captain america or something like pretty lighthearted. but at the same time like he's a funny character too Mm-hmm. And there's still like funny parts in this and, you know, it's still like heroic and big and blockbustery. But yeah, there's definitely like Sam Raimi like sprinkled throughout the whole thing, which I thought was really cool as somebody mm-hmm. who likes Marvel and also likes horror. Um, I feel like it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it was intense. It's still, you know, it's still an epic, like $200 million budget. And yeah, I saw somebody saying it flopped the other day and I was like, uh. Uh, <laughs> like worldwide, it's made over $900 million. So oh yeah. Like, totally yeah, flopped. Totally flopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I liked it. I thought it was super cool. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's different, but it's, you know, it's definitely not your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. But uh, like. <laughs> and we all kind of agree to me and Holly and my sister went and saw it. And we all were like, man, yeah, like you should definitely watch WandaVision before you go see this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that ties into it. Um, you at least need to know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like, you know, the, without getting because like I didn't know any of this was going to happen. They don't show it in the trailer, but there's there's something that happens and like in and sort of like Wanda you know she wants to be like all she really wants is to have her kids and she is not able to have them and so she's trying to figure out a way to basically have her kids and that's kind of like the plot device that moves us forward in Mm -hmm. kind of what sets the rest of the 
uh, like the events in motion Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of the movie is essentially she wants her kids and she can't have them. And so she's trying to figure out a way to get to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we go from there. So that's really all I can say without spoiling like the whole rest of the movie and also potentially WandaVision. So um, we'll start. We'll still steer clear of that words. And, still uh, cool, still <laughs> but yeah definitely uh recommend that one and uh yeah looking forward to the new thor yeah me too so i'm so excited to see what's coming next because of all of the stuff that happened in this movie yeah also uh, i would probably watch uh spider-man the latest spider-man as well because oh, yeah. it's all dealing with like multiverse stuff and yeah eventually you're gonna have to watch like 47 shows and like 100 marvel movies before you go and see the next one right we're getting to that point yeah it's fine Uh, yeah (laughs) so all right so we're gonna move right along into our topic of this episode which is summer movies and movies that we love to watch during the summer or ones that make us feel like it's summer ones that are set in summer whatever just summer movies so i'm gonna let you kick that off um how many do you have first of all i have i think i have four okay yeah i have four how many you had four Mm -hmm. okay So, so yeah, kick it off. What's your first one? I had a really hard time (laughs) picking movies for this because there were so many that made me think of summer. I spent a lot of time alone at home during the summer when I was old enough to do so. So watching Netflix and watching whatever before Netflix, it was just like whatever came on cable TV at the time. Yeah. Like, and then before that, it was like the VHS tapes at my grandma's house, whatever she had there. Mm -hmm. So I remember vividly watching, there was this like 1950s, like cartoon, um, Cinderella, but like not Disney Cinderella. It was like off-brand Cinderella. (laughs) Off-brand Cinderella? (laughs) Yeah. And you know how all of like the cartoons and stuff from like the like 50s they had like the inanimate objects with the big eyes and the creepy like it was kind of creepy to watch yeah I spent a lot of my summer watching stuff like that um but one VHS tape that my grandma had was this movie called Magic in the Water okay do you remember Magic in the Water I can't say that I do actually no okay so I'll read you the synopsis I I, (laughs) this is a movie that I've seen and you haven't Yeah, I don't think this I've is the first. <laughs> is it like a Disney or no, uh, no? No, it. I uh, I don't really know what TriStar, TriStar Pictures. So that's like a Sony company, mm-hmm. Sony TriStar. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um. So it came out August thirtieth, nineteen ninety five. Okay. Um. So the synopsis via Google says. On vacation at a beautiful lake in British Columbia, Ashley and Joshua, the children of workaholic radio show host Jack Black, learn about its myth, uh, learn about the lake's mythical inhabitant, a sea monster named Orky. Soon, the kids learn that Orky is not only real, he's attempting to communicate with humans to warn them that an evil corporation is illegally dumping pollutants into his home. They try to save Orky with the help of an elderly Native American. <laughs> So that's the premise. Okay. Um, and they feed the sea monster Oreos. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like these kids spending the summer at a lake, and then they kind of like adopt this Native American man as their grandpa. And he and ca- feed a sea monster Oreos? Yes. Sounds like a good summer. Yeah. And like the poster, <laughs> I wish I could show people like the poster for this because it, it was kind of like um they tried to recreate et but with like Loch Ness monster mm-hmm. um yeah it's 
it's very 90s. The poster's very 90s. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the little like review that they chose to put on the VHS sleeve is an ET like fan fantasy for the family. So for the family, as if ET is not. Is it, yeah. As if family. it's not. And that's like the tag that they put on everything. Like when it was put out on DVD, it it has an ET like fantasy for the family. Um, but I just have good memories of watching this with with my sister mm-hmm. and my grandma in my grandma's back bedroom on her like fifties furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I just have I just have good memories of yeah. it. Well yeah. that's that's one reason why like a lot of the times a movie is so nostalgic for us is just because of the memories that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. So um which you know, we just talked about eat an E. T. like adventure with that movie and then um you know, good memories associated with the movie. So I'll roll into my number yeah. one. Or it's a my good first one. segue. See, yeah. I didn't even plan that. A I just looked segue at it. Yeah. <laughs> into my, one of my favorite summer movies, which is E.T. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, it's not necessarily that like it takes place during the summer or whatever, but just the fact that I, it makes me feel like summer. It makes me, um, makes me feel like a kid. Um, also just a lot of memories of going to universal studios mm-hmm. in Florida during the summer and riding et the ride mm-hmm. um which you know makes me feel like summer the scent of the ride which yeah. i now have as a candle thanks to you you're welcome um, <laughs> makes me feel like summertime but also just like all that combined and then the movie just like i just used to it's just one of those like summer blockbuster like feel good movies that you can throw on at any time and like you know now that it's like 103 degrees outside every day <laughs> you just really all you want to do is like watch movies and it's just one of those ones that makes me feel good. Like it just, and so, um, yeah, it just makes me feel like summertime for some reason. I don't really have a good reason why it does other than like, you know, it's a, it's a like summer blockbuster feel good movie from Steven Spielberg. And that's really mm-hmm. pretty much it. But yeah, I just love ET. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. So naturally that was one that made me, you know, that made the list for me. So yeah. Yeah, we've talked about E.T. a million times on the show. Plus, it's a show about movies. I'm sure everybody's seen E.T., so I'm not going to tell you so. like what it's about or anything. You should know what it's about. If um, you don't know, then we'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, yeah, that's that's like my... Th- these are in a particular order, but that's my first pick for the, for this list. So, E.T. E.T., very nice. So, um, whenever Stranger Things and everything came out, I told you about this one that I love um and stranger things is like stranger things reminds me so much of this movie um and this movie just makes me think of summer i don't even think that this movie takes place in the summertime but it came out in the summer so that makes sense um so this came out june june 9th 2011 and it's directed by jj abrams can you guess what's what super eight yeah super eight so um i like this one because it like kind of has that like Goonies vibe to it, like a group of like middle school kids yeah. out um, to face something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love the music that it has in it. Um, I think the main theme is like My Sharona. I think that's <laughs> what they sing on the hill. It's been yeah. a minute since I've seen it. I have it on 4K, so we mm-hmm. should watch it at some point soon. Yes, I would love to watch that in 4K. Um, well, we can. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> in, in case you haven't seen it... Um, and you want a synopsis of it. it. The synopsis is in 1979, Ohio, several youngsters, <laughs> youngsters, youngsters, get off my lawn, are making a zombie movie with a Super 8 camera. 
In the midst of filming, the friends witness a horrifying train derailment and are lucky enough to escape with their lives. They soon discover that the catastrophe was no accident as a series of unexplained events and disappearances soon follow. So, I mean, like, the premise of it is so much like Stranger Things, or I guess Stranger Things is so much like this, you know? So, I was thinking about talking about Stranger Things, but it's not a movie. So, thus, Super 8. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, Stranger Things is is an interesting like. I mean, you know, it's basically like a bunch of of small movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is at this point. And, and, you know, it's like um, it makes me think of summer as well, just because like I, I think one really big th- uh, thing for I can't remember if it was season two or three, but I'm leaning towards three. Was like, hey, it's July Fourth in the show, and like, yeah, it is three. Yeah, uh-huh. and so like just tying that like summer like barbecue hanging out with friends feeling into stranger things and like hey what are you doing this july 4th watch stranger things like mm-hmm. that that sort of thing yeah so the marketing for that one definitely made it feel like a summertime thing but yeah super eight you know stranger things definitely was influenced by super eight mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things but super eight was also influenced like you said by, by like any other 80s like the Goonies yeah. And, yeah and sandlot mm-hmm. and things like that just a group of friends who are hanging out over the summer i um, love even stuff. like even it yeah. You know, um, like the summer. What is it? The summer of 80. Summer of 84. Yeah. Summer of 84. I love that movie as well. I watched that for the first time with you. Um, Like just like a group of these middle school kids doing something larger than life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that's what I love about any movies like that. And they always make me think of summer. Yeah. So mine is um, my next one is definitely one that takes place over the summertime. And um should make most people feel like it's summertime because you know it's jaws yeah <laughs> another spielberg one um you know so definitely like it has the big summer action blockbuster feel to it because it is but also it takes place during the summer if i remember correctly in the movie which i should because i've seen it like a million times <laughs> it takes place over like the first it's like the first weekend of summer i believe in the movie like this yeah. town is going to make big money um, it's like the first first official weekend of summertime and they're like, yeah, we're going to make so much money. And then, you know, they're all like, no, there's a big shark. You should close down the beach. And they're mm. like, nah, but we're going to make money, yo. <laughs> and then that's the exact dialogue from the movie. And then um, we're going to make you money, yo. And then they're like, no, you should close the beach down. And they're like, but what about the money? And the sheriff's like, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to die if you don't close down the beach. And they're like, yeah, whatever, man. And, you know, they open the beach and then you just have to watch the movie and see what happens next. But it's a big shark and, you know, uh, you just have to watch it. (laughs) This is my review of Jaws. (laughs) This is actually Anthony reading a verbatim movie report that he did in in high school. (laughs) Yes, I aced it in case you were wondering. (laughs) Is that all you want to say about Jaws? Well, I mean, there's not a lot no, more to say not. about Jaws. Like, it's, you know, like like I said with E.T., it's Jaws. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just makes me feel like summertime. And I also have this weird thing, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about on the show before, too. But I love shark movies. And I always watch them in the summer, like right before I go to the beach or when I'm, when I'm at the beach. And I go get in the water and I'm like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it's a thing that happens to me every year. So it 100% makes me feel like summer when I watch a big shark movie and Jaws is the quintessential of big shark movies. So, yeah. yeah, it is the quintessential. It was the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 
Yes. Yes. Oops. Sorry about that. That was my phone and it blew my eardrums out. Yeah. Also, if you hear that very faintly in the background, our laundry is complete. <laughs> a <laughs> lot of things are happening. Singing to us. Yeah. Sorry. It it's is. a very noisy background episode. Although maybe you can't even hear it. I don't know. Busy night. If you can't hear it, then just disregard what we said. All right. So <laughs> what's your number two? Are we on this your is number, number three. Number three. Yeah. Um, so I had a really hard time choosing for this one. I was I wanted to pick one or the other because they're very similar. Um, so the one I didn't end up picking is Footloose. Um, the one I did end up pe- picking, peeking, picking is Dirty Dancing. Okay. Yeah. So Dirty Dancing reminds me of summer because it takes place in the summer. Yeah. Um, have you, you ever watched? You made Dirty the wrong Dancing? choice, though. Footloose Why? is better. Oh, why? Kevin Bacon. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. And I knew that you would say that. <laughs> that you would say that with the legendary Kevin Bacon. Have you seen either of those? Footloose or Dirty no? Dancing? I actually haven't seen either of them. I just wanted to oh. mention Kevin Bacon. I've, I've literally never seen either of them. Though it was it was so close for me between Patrick Swayze and Kevin Bacon dancing, like it was just. It was a close call for me. I mean, you really can't go wrong with Patrick Swayze or Kevin Bacon. Very true. So both of them are, I mean. I do prefer Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse, though. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good the, one. That's a Swayze I like. A double, a good double feature would be Dirty Dancing and then um, the Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting double feature. It's two, two sides of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> but basically, um, rich girl. Dirty Dancing, she is spending the summer at this like country club type place where all the other rich people go and spend their summer. It's a place called Kellerman's and she kind of gets involved with one of the dance instructors and they kind of like have a romance together and that's the whole premise of the movie. And in Footloose, if you haven't seen Footloose, basically Kevin um, Kevin Bacon's character moves from a big city to a small town where dancing is banned. Um, nobody can dance. Yep. Is that really the premise? That of is it? really the premise the of it. Town band dancing. Yes, yeah, somebody. I think somebody. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think somebody dies as a result of like a party or something, so they ban dancing altogether. Okay. And like the love interest in this movie, it's her dad, who's the priest of this small town. Um, I was gonna say he, like it must have something to do with like it. southern, like a southern Baptist town or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you, we, can't, you can't dance because it's illegal. <laughs> basically, yes. And so, like, he goes about trying to, like, reverse that law. So he holds this big dance. But, gotcha. And, and the and the main theme is the song Footloose. Okay. But um, there is this, like, whole montage of, like, Kevin Bacon angry dancing in a but, warehouse. Uh, I'm sorry to and, interrupt you. Yes. Which one did you pick? Oh, I picked Dirty Dancing. Okay. But we're just talking about both now, I guess. Yeah, but wh- why did you pick Dirty Dancing? Because it takes place during the summer, and I used to watch it every summer with my mom. Okay. Yeah. I love it so much. And I always dreamed that I would be a baby and do the do the lift, but I was never a dancer, so I don't know why I ever thought I'd be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're allowed to dream. Yeah, I am allowed to dream. Maybe, maybe you and I can do the lift one day. <laughs> maybe. I'll have to watch the movie first before I commit to anything. Yeah, we should watch them this summer. It'd be very nostalgic for me because I watched both with my mom during the summer, and I'm pretty sure both of them take place during the summer. So okay, yeah, cool. They're really great. Those are, I guess, that's two. That's a double whammy for you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll move into my number three, which is very different from uh, Footloose or uh, Dirty Dancing. 
uh, it's Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> not a whole lot of dancing in Rambo. Some dancing, but not a lot. No. Um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I just love the um, like, I mean, I love all the Rambo movies, movies for different reasons. Um, but just something about the first one, like, it, it, like I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> that Sylvester Stallone actually almost got like hypothermia because they were filming in Canada, mm-hmm. and he was like swimming through the rivers and stuff, and like, you know, it was cold, and so. But it, I don't know for some reason it just reminds me of summertime, and I have no clue why. Just like watching Sylvester Stallone like just shoot, shoot bad people. guys and. blow stuff up just makes me feel like it's summertime yeah (laughs) um so yeah and i I also watch them like it's it's a it's one that i watch like every year right like around the same time of year i just get like this i'm like oh man i really want to watch rambo right so i'll watch like all three of them um or the original trilogy and then i don't watch the new ones as much but i watch the trilogy like once a year probably and Mm -hmm. it's usually around may or june when i watch Mm -hmm. it so yeah. For those reasons, it reminds me of summer. And so, yeah, it just makes me think like, oh, it's summertime. Let me watch Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. The, I mean, I watched Rambo for the first time with you. I think it was last summer, maybe two summers ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember it. And it gave that Parks and Rec episode where Andy describes the scene in Rambo where the, like <laughs> they allow the missionaries to run through the rice field or oh, whatever. Yeah. That yeah. was the 2008 Rambo. That's oh, so that's that's, that's actually right. number four. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because we had watched that one first, I think. Yeah, probably so. I think yeah, I think we started with a more recent one, mm-hmm. and then and then like worked our way back or something. So yeah, yeah. but Rambo, um, yeah, enjoy watching that one in the summertime, and yeah, for some reason, it just makes me think of summer. So mm-hmm. yeah. You All would. right. Well, what's your number four? My number four is the Lost Boys. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. See, like, I associate with Halloween just because, like, we watch it every mm-hmm. Halloween, but it is a great summer movie. Uh-huh. So. Like, the pier and the lights and the heat of the summer, and they wear a lot of sunglasses, and it takes place during the summer, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure, because if I remember correctly, isn't there, like, a heat wave or something that's yes, happening during yes. the movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I should know by heart, like, all the times I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure there's, like, like a heat wave or something that's happening during mm-hmm. the movie. Um, everybody's real sweaty during the movie, so I'm going to assume. They are. Yeah, they are very sweaty. <laughs> they're either sweaty or they're greased up. <laughs> yeah, just like the first part of it before, you know, like the the ending, like, climax where it's at nighttime. Because, I mean, it's easy for me to be like, yeah, this is, like, very Halloween-ish whenever that part rolls around. But, like, before that, like, when they're moving to the new town and, you know, Grandpa's got his cool car that he never drives. <laughs> yeah. Like they go outside, they're wearing like the um, pastel colors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just like it. It reminds me of summer. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, that's a good pick. I Thank like you. that movie a lot. All right. So last but not least is just, um, I mean, kind of any Star Wars movie, but like specifically, um I really like to watch. <laughs> I feel like people are going to give me so much grief, but I I really like to watch the prequels um, mm-hmm. around this time of year. And, and like, I, I guess it maybe is because like the first time I saw them uh, was during the summertime. And like, I remember being at my grandma's house and watching like Phantom Menace and just being blown away by like Darth Maul's dual sided lightsaber. Oh yeah. Um, and just Darth Maul as, as like a mm-hmm. character was like the coolest slash like freakiest thing to me. Cause like I watched it, I think it came out in 99. So it would have been seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was like 
intense and like kind of scary because you know he looks like kind of like the insidious demon yeah he does yeah <laughs> so it's like you know he's a little weird looking but um yeah so as a seven-year-old it's kind of intense but um yeah I wa- those are like the the prequels are kind of the first star wars movies that i watched and i watched like all of them during the summertime so mm-hmm. um i guess that's why they have this sort of weird nostalgic hold on my heart and i also don't think they're as bad as people make them out to be oh no um yeah you know the original trilogy is obviously better but Mm -hmm. like i don't think the prequels are as rough as people make them out to be uh but yeah so like just generally anything star wars makes me feel like it's summertime Mm -hmm. but specifically the prequels you've been watching like obi-wan and like the mandalorian and all that stuff you've been catching up on it yeah like now so that makes sense to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just finally finished season two of mandalorian which is great and um getting caught up on the book of boba fett and i gotta i'm caught up on obi-wan except for the most recent episode that came out on uh, Mm -hmm. this past wednesday but yeah so lots of star wars stuff going on right now which is cool Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah so anyway those are some movies that make us feel like it's summertime so um yeah. Hope you yeah. enjoyed this episode, and we'll be back in two weeks with another one, unless you have anything else to add. No, that's it for me. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, be sure to follow us and uh, like us and tell your friends about the podcast, and we'll be back soon uh, in two weeks with another episode. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.